you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army. You'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, all right. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your one of your hosts, Tim Madden. Hey, if you don't know me, I help those starting six figures or multiple six figures land jobs they love quickly, you know, develop the, the, the plan to successfully transition into that role and helping you, right, with those leadership principles that are so vital, so vital as you move up through the ranks. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network. If you're watching live right now inside the ECN, hey, let me know in the comments. We are monitoring the chat today. And by the way, it's the largest fastest growing career network on Facebook. Check us out. We now officially have over 10,000 directors, VPs, and executives there from across the globe. Hey, to our friends over on LinkedIn and YouTube, we see you. And of course, maybe you're listening to this previously, um, uh, a previous recorded right over on iTunes, Spotify, uh, everywhere that we stream on the internet. Hey, do me a favor specifically, if you're listening, if you're listening on Spotify, or on iTunes right now, leave us a review because we're going to drop some really good information to you today. A very, very great message. And this week, hey, we're celebrating seven offers for our clients. So regardless of the economy is doing bad, it's doing good, it's this, it's this, I assure you, hey, there's always companies out there that are doing well, that do want to hire professionals just like you. You can go over to, if you need, feel you need help in your career, you can go over to exec upgrades.com backslash podcast to learn more about how we can help specifically you. And hey, let's get into the 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 uh, episode today with special guest Robert Little. We'll introduce him here shortly. But hey, episode 79, the military to corporate playbook, winning, winning strategies for your career transition. First, I want to start off by saying we've been blessed here at Executive Career Upgrades to work with. I got ones that I could remember recently. We recently helped Chris. If you're a transitioning veteran right now, Chris was a um, was working on his doctorate degree, making about 75k a year. We got him a job making 120 for another contracting group. Some people, military, you know, when they transition, some people want to go to corporate America, and some people want to stay in consulting. Right. Gary wanted to go with consulting as well. Gary used to be a full board colonel, um, Robert, who was a field artillery officer. We've also recently helped a academy grad. He spent 20 years in the Air Force, um, uh, graduated from the Air Force Academy. Now he is a COO of a manufacturing company. Never been in manufacturing before, Robert. And we've helped countless other people at Lockheed Martin, you know, and, and other groups. So, um, great stories, man. Yeah. And today, man, we have a, a special episode focused specifically to military veterans who are transitioning or who have been out for a while 
right? And might be kind of lost. So I wanted, you, you know, to kick this episode off right by sharing something personal with you guys. And man, I've been feeling emotional lately. And I don't think I've ever said that. We're on episode 80, right? Almost. And I, I, I was feeling emotional, man, because as I served, you know, 12 years on active duty, then, you know, 10 or 11 in the Florida National Guard, my time is coming to an end as a captain. So I was 15 years in, uh, senior NCO, went, went, went the officer route. So I'm going to be sharing you kind of my stories today. But before I do that, let's hear from Robert. So Robert, <coughs> I got, you served on active duty. Yep. You were in field artillery. You got out. Explain, explain your background more to me. I, I know multiple tours to Iraq and Afghanistan, and you still serve in the Florida National Guard as a first sergeant as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, thanks, Tim. And, and it's a pleasure to be here. And I, I really do hope that everybody listening and that's going to listen to the recording of this really gets a lot out of this because it is so important, um, you know, to, to learn the skills that you need because both Tim and I have been in that position, um, you know, of getting out of the military and trying to, how do I, how do I navigate this, uh, this path? So a little bit about my background is uh, I joined uh, the uh, active duty army back in 2008. Uh, where I served five years uh, on active duty during that time, did a, a full combat deployment to Iraq um, and uh, came back for about 10 months and then did another 12 month deployment to Afghanistan. Um, I was in an artillery unit. The Iraq deployment was actually a mechanized infantry um, mission, uh, but it was an actual artillery mission in Afghanistan. So um, as soon as I came back from there, of course, the family, you know, wife, three kids, uh, she was like, yeah, I'm done with that. Uh, and so it was still, hey, how can I stay in? How can I still serve? How can I do what I really enjoy doing? Um, and so we decided to kind of transition, come back to Florida and uh, join the Florida Army National Guard. And I've been serving there for the last 10 years, uh, currently a first sergeant uh, for uh, an artillery uh, battery in, the, in a battalion here in Florida. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love still being able to serve, but uh, I definitely have uh, some good things to share today about the difficulties that I ran into and what I learned and what I know now um, that I think can really help uh, people that are either transitioning or people that have maybe been out and they're wanting to make that transition and they're just still trying to struggle. Hey, how do I how do I take what I learned in the military and really translate it to the corporate environment? And so I think that's what we're going to really kind of focus on talking about today and how to be successful. So. Yeah. What most people don't realize is, man, military veterans have so many skills. What's wild is they don't think they have any. They don't think that, hey, I've never been right. I've never been in corporate America before. Right. And what's crazy is if you're a veteran watching this is it's like what people don't realize. Did you know that this sat, Robert, that I think it's it's something ridiculously high. I believe it's 86% of veterans that get out of the military that did 20 years. So we're talking about 20 year veterans that get out and, and they're in their first corporate job. 86% leave within the first 12 months. Yeah. It's a, it, due to many reasons, right? I think it's, it is a, it's a difference. You know, you, you get like anything in life, you, you become used to your environment. You become comfortable with a certain type of environment. And when you make that transition, it's kind of like, those of you that have, that were deployed, you, you're, you're deployed, you're in that environment for a year, you become used to some of those things. Your family also gets used to you not being there. And it's a very difficult transition to come back and start to reintegrate in with the family. It's the same thing in your career. 
if you've only known the military or you've been in the military more than you've been out of the military, um, it can be a difficult transition uh, to how do I translate what I did? I'm in artillery. That's difficult to translate to people outside as to what an M777 Alpha 2 howitzer is. And we fire a 155 millimeter round. And, you know, a lot of the the, the, ter the terms that we use, you know, we have what we call military jargon. We call, you know, different acronyms. We live on acronyms in the military. And it's very common um, communication within the military so that everybody understands. If you try to come out and talk that way to, uh, you know, a civilian that hasn't served in the military, doesn't really understand, uh, it gets lost. And one thing that we really teach when we, for me, working with clients day in and day out, it is how to effectively communicate. Uh, it is how to make sure that we clearly get across the value that we can bring. And if we fail to do that, if we can't translate what we did in the military to civilian, which is uh, it's a lot of great things. Uh, it's just really working on that and getting the support, you know, really that you need, um, which is definitely something that I learned when I first came out and tried to do it all on my own. So, yeah, because all employers right now, regardless of what you do, right, of where you work, they value discipline, leadership and critical problem solving skills. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which we have had to do many times. Right. Under very stressful situations, too. Under With with little yeah. resources. Yeah. Right. It's how did you get your first job, man? Like you get out, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about your first like leadership role, right? Where you were actually managing people. How did you get that job? Were you one of the lucky ones who like submitted an online app, kind of crossed their fingers and was like, someone called me. Woohoo. Or did you, yeah. how, how did you get that? Yeah, it was actually the opposite of that. Um, I came out, you know, when I when I got out to 2013 uh, from active duty, mm -hmm. um, that was a time I know it was after, you know, 2008, the economy was starting to come back. A lot of companies were had this push um, to really hire veterans. And so I was really excited. I had a bachelor's degree already. I was working on my master's degree on my MBA. And um, I had run a couple million dollar companies before from an operations GM kind of uh, mm -hmm. standpoint business development. So I, I felt like I had a good background. I had just served two combat tours, five years active duty. I was like, I've got a lot to offer. Um, and so I went out and I said, well, this is going to be easy. I didn't have the skills that I have now. Yeah. I didn't have, you know, I don't even know if LinkedIn was around then uh, when I got out that, that long ago. Um, I'm aging myself, but it's, uh, you know, it was difficult. I, I came in and yeah, I applied online. You know, I saw a job. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do that. That would be cool. And so I applied. I applied to over 50 different companies, mm -hmm. 50 different applications. Didn't get one phone call back. Yeah. Not one phone call. And I, I'm sure that there's some of you listening that have probably felt that you've been in that same position as well. Um, and it's just the reality. Even back then, it was it, it really came down to who you who you knew. It came down to networking. It came down to, you know, the, the, the applying online. While it can work from time to time, it really is not your most effective way. I think right now it's like less than 4% of people that apply online actually land their role because of that, where it's more around 85% it's due to networking. It's because of people that you talk to. And the higher level you go, the higher up you go within an organization, uh, the networking and who you know and the, the trust factor and, and those kind of things really play such a huge part. But um, I actually, I, I, I found an, an opportunity um, where I applied online still. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. Um, and, uh, you know, due to having the veteran status, 
you know, they kind of had to interview me. But when I knew I was going to have that interview, I said, okay, I need to get some help and some support because I really want to get this role. So mm -hmm. I got with a good friend of mine, um, had him look at my resume, and that's where it was very eye-opening to me, to where when I looked at that and what was there, it made total sense to me um, that, yeah, this is what I did. And I had all of, a lot of the acronyms, a lot of the military jargon in there that was, I was very proud of what I did there. It didn't translate to someone that had not served in the military, somebody that didn't yeah. know um, even artillery or some of those terms or what I did. So a friend of mine helped me really rewrite that, that resume. I got the support that I needed to kind of rewrite it uh, in the right way. Um, and then I also got some help on kind of interview skills. So I got some mm -hmm. help um, with people that were senior leaders that I knew um, and said, hey, can you, can you help walk me through? I've got this interview coming up. Yeah. I'd like to be prepared. Man, I'm glad you had that because I didn't have any of that. Because guys, when I got off, I got off active duty in 2012. Um, I had a good resume. I had my education. I got this ring saying I was one of the top recruiters in the nation. I had this soldier of the year. I had all these accolades and, and I did not have any success, ladies and gentlemen, because I didn't know. The good news is there's a process to do anything in life. If you're struggling in your marriage, there's tactics and strategies out there. If you're struggling with your finances, if you're struggling with fitness, with diet, if you're struggling to get a job. And I didn't, I wasn't thinking that. I was doing what everyone else says, which is, yeah, I had, you know, I paid to have my, my resume updated and I was just applying like hundreds of times. And then my first experience, if you're a military veteran, is I go to the first company and they say, how much were you making? And I said, I was making this. And they're like, oh my God. They were they pay you guys a lot. And I was like, man, there he actually was the owner of a recruitment firm because I was my last job was a recruiter. I was trying to do that, you know. And he says, Wow, I can't believe we pay you guys that much. I mean, that was my first interview. It's like mm -hmm. it took so long to get to the first interview. And why don't you just punch me in the stomach? And the next one I went to, they were like, Oh, you've done recruiting, but not this specific type and etc. And I didn't know how to overcome any objection. You know, I, I didn't know yeah. how to do any of these things. So, man, it was very stressful for me specifically because I'm transitioning, changing my whole life. I'm running short on funds. Back then, unemployment was $220 a week, Robert. And I actually, that's one of the reasons why I got my MBA was because the post 9-11 bill. So the, the military veterans that are watching, hey, if you need a little money, go to school, get that education since they pay for it and get that money, you, you know, so to utilize your benefits. But Man, I was struggling so bad. I was depressed. I had anxiety. I didn't know what to do. I was fearful. I was not reaching out to other military veterans. I did not have a support group. I didn't have anything. I was just trying to, hey, I'm a military vet. I'm going to figure everything out on my own. And I realized now that's like the worst thing you could possibly do. Right. And man, I struggled which is one of the reasons why I continue to stay in recruiting and coaching and advisement. And we have executive career upgrades now is because man, I've been there, done that. And it mm. was, it was a very difficult time in my life. And I'm sure, Hey, if you're watching this right now and you're not a military vet, I know for sure that some of you have stayed at companies for a decent amount of time and sometimes 20 years. And then you want to transition into that next company. It is the biggest culture shock possible. Mm -hmm. When you do something for so long and you're in a routine and you're just like, Psh, it's done. And that's what I'm kind of feeling now because I'm approaching, you know, I'm getting out. I've only been serving. Well, not only been serving. We, you know, we serve part time in the reserve component here in Florida. But man, it's tough. 
And then in the midst of you're leaving, you don't have the brotherhood, you don't have this, it's a new environment. And then you're thinking about all your memories too, man, all your deployments, all the fun times you had, all the times you were rained on, right? All the times you were muddied up with your uh, fellow soldiers and stuff, man, it, it's, it's a very difficult time in your life. And to look back and for me to do that alone, whew, I don't wish that upon anybody. Right? No, I, I, I totally relate. You know, when I got the, ended up landing the role that I, that I landed and getting that support, that was after three months of going through exactly what you did going, I, I don't have the help. I don't have the support. I don't know exactly what to do. This was like going online and trying to see hey, what do I do? What do I do here? And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was that that helpless feeling like, what am I going to do? I've got a family I've got to take care of. I've got all these skills and I've got to find something. And now you start to, from a mindset standpoint, you're like, well, I'm just going to take anything. And, yeah. and you kind of fall down to like, well, I'll just I'll just go back to what I don't want to do, but I know how to do and I'll just do that. And I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. And I do want to stop there for a sec, because yeah. ladies and gentlemen, where I was over a decade ago when I got off active duty is I was about to take a job paying twelve dollars an hour as a recruiter because I didn't know what to do. What do you do? What do you do? Fortunately, I didn't have a family then. Right? I didn't have children then. I was just a single guy, if you will, who just transitioned. So it wasn't like I couldn't even imagine going through that if I had a family to provide like OMG. Right. Yeah. And it just goes to, to show you sometimes. Right. When you don't know what to do. Right. You can feel helpless. Like a lot of our job seekers feel sometimes when they're trying to go, they've been, you, you, you know, like George, you know, George says, Hey, I'm looking to transition from senior to executive leadership. So George schedule a free consult with us for sure. But it's one of those things where, well, we just had, who was, who'd we just recently help? What was her name? She went to the private equity group. She was trying to break through Wendy. the seat. Wendy. Yeah. She was what she was a director VP of a big company for almost a decade trying to get to that C-suite level, but she just couldn't get there. So I would ask you, how are you going to get to somewhere you've never been without a map, without a flashlight, without someone holding your hand, without a squad leader to who says, follow me, you know? Very interesting. Yeah. I was like, it's like, uh, blind, being blindfolded, spun around and then handed a dart and say, Hey, here, hit the bullseye. You know, you don't even know where the target is. You don't know how to get exactly. there. You, don't, you know? So when you get that assistance, when you get that help, it is such a stress relief. And that's definitely what I've learned. It's not just that I do this every day and, and get the opportunity to help people, you know, land that, that next, um, that next move. But it is, uh, I know what it was like when I finally reached out and got a little bit of help. It was such mm -hmm. a stress relief. It was like, yeah. okay, thank goodness. I finally have the support that I need. I have somebody that's helping me. Okay. I can do this. And it started to change my mindset from having to defeat it. I'm going to settle mindset to know I can do this. It re-energized me and it got me what I needed to be able to move forward. And I think it's so, so important that when you're, when you're in a situation like that, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things that you need to do you know, to really set yourself up for success. But I think being in that right mindset, I know we're going to talk about it, but, uh, you know, getting that, the support. Um, it, yeah. really it's one of those things where one of the big problems is, and I know, you know, people, you know, are dropping into the chat saying how vital that's are and how 
there's these great programs and stuff. And we'll talk about those in a sec. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, most veterans struggle with number one, they don't know any of the tactics, right? And number two, they don't even know where to start. Meaning most of the time, they Robert, they're a 20 year field artillery officer. And they're like, what am I going to do? I've been shooting big guns for 20 years, or I've been an infantry officer, or I was a ranger, or I was a transportation, but but they get out and they're like, hey, I don't know what I want to do. And here's the thing, what, what most people don't get. And for some of you who might listen to this, if you're in marketing sales or whatever, some people still don't know, even if they've been a marketing professional for 20 years, they're like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. The problem is, if you don't even know, if you don't even have clarity on what companies do you want to target? What company types, big, small, marketing, tech, internet? What do you want to do with those companies? Where most people we work with don't have a clear picture of that. It's kind of like that's one of the reasons they've been failing for so long because they don't have a clear target. And it's cre- It's funny that in the military, no matter what we do, we have a mission, <laughs> right? And the first part of the mission is like, hey, identify what the mission is. What is our mission? How are we going to go there? And it's, you know, most military vets and corporate professionals don't have that in place. They're like, hey, most of the time it's, hey, I want to move from a director to an executive, right? Like someone said, right? Or a a senior manager to some higher level, but they Mm -hmm. don't really have a clear picture of it. Like, how do you start doing something when you don't even have a clear picture of what you want to do? That's why a lot of people are lost as well. Yeah, you've got it. I mean, it's... (laughs) There's so much to talk about that, but I mean, just specifically, you've got to, I always say, put that lighthouse on the hill. You've got to have that goal. What is it that I want to do? And there, you know, there, there's some, there's some research that needs to go into that. You know, we have some things that we send our clients through different uh, exercises, different questions. We have talks with them. We break things down to really find out what it is that, um, that it's not even about passion. Um, and I always say, just like follow your passion. You might not be able to make enough money on your, on your passion. Um, but is, what is it that you would really enjoy doing? You know, what is it that out of everything that you did in the military, break that down. Did you enjoy the leadership aspect? Did you enjoy the operations? Did you enjoy bring order to chaos? Well, operations might be good for you. Did you enjoy the training and developing of the soldiers? Well, maybe a training and development role might be good for you. And so it's just what it, what, out of everything that you're overwhelming though, man. Yeah. When you think you can do everything, that's when so many people get confused, right? Because a lot of people who join the exec upgrades career acceleration program, they can do a lot of things too. But the problem is when you're presented with a million decisions, it's hard to, it's easy to be overwhelmed and it's easy to be confused on. And then, you know, and then we'll share more of our stories, but, and then it's, am I making the right decision? I mean, there's so many layers to it. I I can see, but what I felt later on and why we've been so successful here at ECU is we have these like three pillars that are super important is it's like, number one, you need to have the right strategy, right? And then number two, you need to have the right support. But number three, what I think is very important too, is you need a community, right? And that's where most of these people are missing. They don't have strategy. They don't have support from people who know what they're doing. And they're not in a community of other people very similar to where they were, you you know, in the military. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, that's in life. You know, you've got to have a strategy. Where are you going? Um, What is your what is your goal today? What are you doing today? You know, and a lot of times that strategy is, hey, I've got to figure out where I want to go. 
that's your first strategy. That's the first thing. One thing in the military I know is that as a leader in the military, we have to be decisive. We have to take in, we're not always going to have every bit of information that we'd like to have. What we have to do is take in the information that we have and we have to make the, the best decision that we have and make some steps forward. And then we can make adjustments in what we call fragos. We can, we can make small adjustments to our, our op order and to our, uh, our plan as we go through the process. And it's no different here. Yeah. Just like Tim said, when everything is important, nothing is important. And so don't focus on everything. Let's narrow it down a little bit. Let's make some steps forward and see if it's the right move. And if it's not, we can make some adjustments. And that's what happens a lot of times. I think a lot of our clients, they come in, they're not really sure. I say, well, let's focus on this and this. And as they go in, though, and they start to talk and they start to network with people and they start to implement some of the strategies, they find out real quick that, you know, this was not what I wanted to do. I really want to do this. And now we can get very targeted and focused and help them land that that right role where they're going to be fulfilled and happy and be able to really, um, you know, share the value that they everything that they learned in the military to be able to bring to this organization uh, here in the corporate world. So, yeah. So my best advice here for veterans looking to transition, because everyone always says and then we'll talk about skill for a sec. But everyone always says, right, um, you, you know, like, what should I do if I'm a military person? Right. If I'm a transitioning soldier, officer, whatever. Right. What I would highly recommend is if you were completely lost. Right. If you were a senior leader in any sense, regardless of enlisted or officers, training and development is always a go to operations is always a go to. So if you're like, so, hey, my job doesn't do this, it doesn't transition. You still have those blanket operational skills to get things done, regardless of what in, in industry it is. Now you're going to have to learn how to effectively communicate that. We'll talk about that later. Right. Or number two, training and development, which is lacking in almost every organization in America, which is a huge opportunity for you right now. And it's critical to understand what skills, okay. What attributes that are in demand, which I just mentioned, how does that align with my strengths and interests? How can I brand that? Right. Mm -hmm. And there's many strategies we'll kind of dive into here is, you, you know, com co communicating the experience, my military experience on how it directly relates on the civilian side. And just like Robert said, when he got some help for his right from his, they were able to help revamp that. Now, if you follow me us for a while, you know that a resume is likely not going to get you hired. However, it's important to have one that lists your accomplishments and achievements because someday, somehow, no matter if you're networking or whatever, they are going to look at that. Now, in regards to the SkillBridge program, great program. I wish this was around when I was here. If you are a military veteran looking to transition, you need to absolutely look into the SkillBridge program. They can ETS. You can be pending discharge, I think, six to 12 months. Don't quote me on that, but something like that. And the military, Robert, will actually pay you full-time active status for some of these mentorship programs, which are great. The pro... While that is a great program, I have seen some veterans do their three months, six months at that company. And unfortunately, as they transition, the company doesn't retain them. Or while they're there, they don't know those key tactics of how do I brand myself? How do I network myself? How do I do these things? So even with the implementation of this new program, I still know a lot of veterans are still struggling because all they're giving you is like, hey, here's an internship with some people. Good luck. When they should be teaching them like, hey, here's an internship with these people. Good luck. And by the way, here is the critical areas that you need to be thinking about while you're working there. You know, mm -hmm. 
Well, we talked about that transition and how difficult it can be and making some of those adjustments. And so, yeah, you come right out of the military, you go right into an internship in a, in a program for three months. During that three months, that's about what it takes to make that transition, to, to get in the right mindset, to get out of the military and into the civilian. So what happens, civilians are going, man, I thought this person was going to be better than this. You know, I thought this person was from the military and had all this stuff, but it's, it's because they're, they're coming in and they're trying to make this transition. They're trying to go, okay, well, I'm so used to doing it this way, but you guys do it this way. And it's a culture shock. And so I think sometimes, you know, some people have a difficulty uh, making that transition. So again, having that support as you make that transition is so important because especially with people like, you know, you and me that have been through that, we can kind of empathize with where you are. We can, uh, we can help you know, by understanding what it's like and the effects of, of, of what you're going through from an emotional and a mindset standpoint, but give you the skill sets and the confidence that you need to be able to go in there um, and make that, that smooth transition. So whether yeah. you're in a program like this or looking for your next opportunity. So. And it's important too, just to know if you do get a skill bridge, right, which I hope everyone does who, who's transitioning, yeah. right? Remember, that is just an opportunity. You were not given anything. This is very important for everyone listening, vet or not. You're never going to be given anything, right? If you're a COO already at a company looking to jump to a larger company as a COO, hey, prepare for the competition, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be easy. No matter how successful you've been ever, you are always going to compete against other successful people. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. As a veteran... All the military gave you was an opportunity. That's it. How much did you take advantage of it? When you are a civilian, right, transitioning, or maybe you've never served in the military, when you go on an interview, that is simply just an opportunity. Now it is up to you. And I think that that gets like vets transition and they say like, oh my God, I'm a military veteran. I have all this experience. Who wouldn't want to hire me? While I believe you, you're still going to have to prove it to other people. Hey, I've had a successful career at IBM, Oracle, and this, and I want to work here. Hey, you're still going to have to prove it to other people. Nothing in life is given to you ever. And it's important to note that when you are maybe given something, right, it, it typically don't hold a lot of value if it's mm -hmm. free, right? Or if it's easy. If it's free or easy, we typically don't value it, right or wrong. If it's difficult, we value that, right? Man, I had to do five interviews, a presentation, this, pitch the board of directors. Now we're talking, man, right? Yeah, you know, and, and one of the other, uh, our transition program that, that we have, you know, we really teach about when you start in a new role, you, you can't, I, I think the biggest failure is that people think, well, I'll just do what I've always done in this new, uh, in this new, in this new company and this new role, whatever it may be. Um, and again, it's it's exacerbated when you're coming out of the military saying, well, I'm going to run things the same way that I did. If you're a senior leader, you come out as a lieutenant colonel, a full bird colonel, and you're walking around in the military. I mean, people will do whatever you ask them to do. Just whatever. they got that. that rank. I mean, they pop to attention. Um, even at my rank as a non-commissioned officer, as a first sergeant, I walk in soldiers. They just move out of the way because it's just and, and you can sometimes get that as you know this is my identity this is who i am and then you come out and you make this transition and i mean i'm sorry the people at the other company they don't care who you are like there there's nothing and there's just part there's so many other things that that are involved with that but this transition uh can can be difficult 
And uh, it is it is so important just to understand that. And again, to, you know, have that plan and have that strategy of, OK, so how am I going to get into this? that? Let's get into yeah. that. Hey, we do have some practical tips that I'm going to run you through. But before that, there's one thing that I want to talk about. And it's what Dr. Um, Arpiza said. Hey, I'm 100% on with you. So we definitely want to talk about mindset and confidence. I want you to hit on that, you know, for just a couple minutes. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about having a purpose. Okay. That is where a lot of people struggle. And they get into fear, fear of the unknown, question themselves, self-sabotage when they're met with a little bit of rejection. So remember, you have to be strong on your purpose. Why are you doing something? Why are you going up to this new level? Why do you want to be? You have to be strong on your purpose. If you're not, you'll quit. So to all the military veterans that listen to this episode in the coming years, what is your next purpose? Hey, you're done with the military. You proudly served our country. What's next for you? Is it to do a job that's fun? Is it to do a job so maybe your wife don't drive you crazy? Do you need a job because you just can't fish every day? You know, what is your purpose, man? Or is it to truly inspire the next generation's leaders, right? What is your purpose? You better have one because if not, you'll quit. And if not, you will meet so much rejection and it will be so hard to overcome. Robert, talk to these, you know, if a military vet was listening to this about mindset and confidence because they question themselves when they leave. We got sharp leaders, man, that start questioning their leadership ability, right? And different things when they're met with a little bit of rejection. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, that was part of this transition that we've already kind of talked about. And I talked a little bit about mindset and how that can, you're making this transition from everything that you're used to and you're coming into a different environment that already starts to mess with your mindset. It starts to mess with your confidence. It's saying, I, I, I know I know, I can do that. I, I was really good at this over here, but man, can I do this? you start to send out applications. I said, I sent out 10, heard nothing. I sent out 10 more. I still heard nothing. By the time I sent out the 50th one and still got nothing, my confidence was, was, was very low. My mindset was all messed up. I, you know, I, I was like, I came out thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be so easy. I can't wait to get this job at this nice company or this great company. And I know I can provide value there, but I couldn't even get into the interview. It's the same, same as me. I had yeah. the successful stuff, right? It was like I had all the things that you would need to have to be successful and transition easily, right? So I think it's safe to say that already say that this is going to be a difficult new journey that they've never been on before and they need to get prepared and they need to have a plan. Otherwise, it's going to turn out very bad for them. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's also looking at, you know, I don't want to just focus on the negative side. It's yes, there are these things that you're going to struggle, but it should be an exciting time as well. And anytime I welcome someone into our group, I say, hey, I, I know you're probably nervous. I know you're probably scared. You might have been looking for a role for the last three to six months and you're really frustrated and you may be running low on funds and running low on your savings or your severance might be running up or, you know, your your terminal leave from military was running up, which was my situation. I had I had 90 days of terminal leave. What that is, is that's they're paying me for 90 days after I kind of left um, because those are days that I had. They call them terminal leave days. And um, I, I understand where that is, but I try to get them to look at it from a different point of view and say, hey, you welcome. 
because we are here now to help you. We are going to be able to walk you through. We're going to give you the tactics and the strategy as well as some mindset coaching as well to, to make sure that you make it through and, and you know that you are successful and that you land um, what you are trying to uh, to accomplish. And so we help them from every, you know, from every aspect. And it's such a, a pleasure for me to be able to do that. But I know the biggest thing that we see people struggle with, whether it's military or not military, is the mindset. It yeah. is that belief and that confidence in themselves and that ability so that they can. And I promise you, when you get on that interview, if you fail to show the confidence, especially if it's a, a higher leadership role, if you can't show that person that you're interviewing with that you're confident in your ability to do what they need you to do, um, it's going to be very difficult for you. And so we've got to be in the right state of mind. We've got to have that confidence. We've got to believe that what we have done in the military um, really, truly translates to a ton of value. And there truly is. We talk about a lot of the things that already, you know, the leadership and just doing things in difficulty, discipline, being on time, being in the, you know, just handling difficult situations and bringing chaos, uh, you know, bringing order to chaos. All of these yeah. things are so crucial and so important uh, to any company and any organization. And these are the things that we want to really focus on so that we have that mindset and that confidence when we go in. there. So let's talk about just a couple strategies as we kind of wrap up here, right? So when you're transitioning, hey, hopefully you've got a little bit of me and Robert. Hey, as you can tell, it wasn't easy for either of us, right? It was actually very difficult for us to be where we are here today. Nothing was given to us for free. We both had to overcome a lot of difficult and hard times, right? So, hey, number one, start early, start early, start early. If you're 12 months out, make sure you have a little bit of a cushion. Make sure you have your terminal leave. Make sure you have adequate time to do something that you've never done before. Number two, decide what you want to do, right? Ops, leadership and development, always my go-to for any vets, but maybe you came from cyber or something. But either way, find clarity and purpose around what are you going to do when you get out? What are you going to do for work? And number three, build that strong network. You can network and collaborate with leaders in the military that used to be in the military on LinkedIn. It's very easy to go to Tampa, Florida and say, hey, you, you can do a search on LinkedIn. Who are all the veterans who work at tech companies in Tampa, Florida? Here's 326. Sort. How many were in the army? Boom. How many were officers? Great, man. Right? If you try to connect with people that served in the military and learn about, hey, how did you transition? How'd you get to that tech company? They will tell you and they will probably want to help you. Okay. Hey, translate your military experience effectively. I would recommend if you're targeting that director, VP, executive, six figures, there's lots of free resources there out there for vets, but hey, here's the deal. If you're targeting something over six figures, hire some professional help to help you formulate your documents. Highly recommend that, okay? Be flexible and adaptable. This is something new. This is something new. I highly recommend you have a community to support you. You have people that have done this before. Don't go on the journey alone. It's difficult. It's bumpy. It's a big mountain, right? We've helped countless vets over here at Executive Career Upgrade. So if you would feel, if you're transitioning and feel you need some additional help, hey, go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. I wish, Robert, when I got out, I knew something like this existed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I would have <clears throat> I would have done anything to, to get the support that uh, that we're able to offer. If I would have known what I know now, 
um, by being here and learning the tactics and the strategies that we use, uh, I probably would have ended up in a different role. You know, I, I don't want to say I settled for the role that I had. It was a good role and I was happy to get it. Um, but it was still in an industry that I didn't really want to go back to. Um, but, you know, I, I did and it ended up being great. And I, and I had uh, made a, some great impacts there, learned a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, having the right tactics and strategies will definitely lead you down, a, I think, a better path. And, and ultimately, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer. You got one life. So live it to its fullest. Don't settle. Um, get the assistance that you need. You look at any successful person out there. They, they surround themselves with people that are smarter than them. They hire people that are experts in different areas, whether it be investing or personal development or mindset coaches or whatever. That's what they do. And I like to mirror success. So if these that's what these people are doing. That's what I want to do, too. And uh, I don't want to necessarily go through life alone. And, uh, you know, last thing I want to say is that if you do come out with a family, uh, you're coming out of the military. Understand that that transition is not just for you, too, as you're transitioning with your family as well. So make sure you sit down with your family, talk to them about some of the, you know, the strategy, some of the stresses that you might go through and ask them to support you as you go through. I think that's uh, just have that internal support right there at home uh, will really help you as you transition as well. So, hey, guys, we hope this helped you. Right. We hope this helped you of just sharing a little bit about our experience some of our recommendations, something you you can do early, right? To kind of, you know, not have to deal with the craziness that we dealt with. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I hope this helps. Until next week, everyone, have a great week.